0: So, I think if I'm being honest, Chrissy, you know, procrastination has been present in my life probably as far back as I can remember to being a child. It's just I didn't know what that was back then. Sometimes when you don't know what something is, you just think it's who you are.
1: Today's episode is pretty exciting because I have Katie Andrews, who is the wandering coach. Uh, She is based out of the UK, but she actually a few years ago, which she'll share the story, she sold all of her possessions and became like a nomad. She works remotely and she travels to lots of different places around the world. Uh, When I spoke with her, she was actually in Bali. Bali and she says every day is like like living in a retreat it's amazing and what i love about her is that she coaches specifically on procrastination she self-identifies as a lifelong procrastinator and she really tied it to perfectionism that she had to wait till all the information or everything was in the exact right place before she could take action on it and she didn't want to live that way anymore it wasn't something she wanted to identify with herself and what's really great is she even says that, you know, just because it was a behavior that I did, I thought that's who I was. And I didn't realize I had a choice. So she, I love word salads, like where you combine different words and make new words. So she she talks about procrast to prosper. So like procrastinate to prosperity. <laughs> and uh, she's just really lovely and very open. And I'm, I'm just really excited for you to hear this message. And I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of us that if we knew that that was actually possible, that we could sell our things and live anywhere we want to, or do some of the things that we want to do. I think sometimes we do need a little call to wake up to look at things differently. Maybe not, we don't all want Katie's life, but what are some of the dreams or things that we've put on the back burners or put on hold or procrastinated on either for fear of them actually happening, or for fear of not getting it right the first time we give it a try. And I would encourage you to, take some, even some little risks and uh, get out there and just stretch your comfort zone a little bit. You may never know, just like Katie, you might find your dream life on the other side. So let's welcome Katie Andrews, The Wandering Coach. We'll be right back after this word from our affiliate.
0: From feeling broken and ashamed to unlocking potential and transforming your life, it is possible, as you'll see in Transformation Coach Christina Foxwell's new book, The Glass Angel. Foxwell shares her story of breaking free from shame and fear and finding hope, love and freedom, and guide you to do the same. Get your copy of The Glass Angel, a guide to freedom, peace, transformation and growth by Christina Foxwell at ignitepurpose.com.au. That's ignitepurpose.com.au so hi katie welcome to the flare-up show how are you i'm very good thank you it's lovely to meet you chrissy
1: it's so great to meet you too um so maybe we'll just start i really am going to get you to do most of the talking but i would like you to start just tell us you know where you live what you're known for and what is your area of expertise
0: Thanks, Chrissy. So I've been traveling the world since July 2022. I sold everything I owned back in the UK kind of got stuck in a rut a little bit around COVID time, you know, like a lot of people probably did, you know, we were confined to the indoors with the only excitement is, you know, was going to the supermarkets, you know, I'm sure you can relate. And yeah, you know, I almost had an epiphany 12 months ago. And I thought, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know, my life was good, don't get me wrong. But where am I going? Where am I heading? And, you know, sort of had some really deep sort of chats with myself and thought, No, you know, life's too short. So decided to sell everything and go traveling. And I've been traveling ever since, you know, started off in America, went to New Orleans, did sort of California and that sort of side of the world, and then headed to Mexico, Ecuador, Colombia, Costa Rica, um, and then sort of gravitated towards Asia. So. Yeah, I've been traveling and it's been, it's been a journey, you know, it's not all been plain sailing. There's been ups and downs and everything in between, you know, that I didn't foresee with travel, but it's, it's, it's been really worthwhile. And yeah, I think, you know, for anybody who's thinking about doing similar or, you know, wanting to achieve something in life, you know, the best thing I can say is just go for it. You know, life's too short. You know, I think sometimes a lot of people, live in fear and stay in fear because it's easier than taking that leap but actually it just keeps you deeply unhappy so it's much easier when you step out of the fear and step into the unknown because it's far more rewarding in the long run so yeah that's kind of been the the travel journey and in terms of sort of what I do So for the last couple of years, I've been working as a life coach Uh and I was working for some of the companies back in the UK before I left. And, you know, that was still rewarding. Don't get me wrong. But what I was finding was is the companies were sort of burning me into the ground, giving me you know, unachievable targets and things like that. And again, sort of during that epiphany, I thought, well, you know, I do really love coaching, but I want to do it on my terms. I want to do it the way I want to do it in an authentic way. And I also don't want to be burnt into the ground because that's no good to me and it's no good to the people I'm trying to serve. So, yeah, you know, started my own company, you know, and now I can align that traveling the world and helping people and, I've just got so much more energy to be able to serve people by doing what I've done. So yeah, it's just kind of aligned me in so many ways. Is there anything I've missed, Christy? No, no, that's amazing. No.
1: no. So were you were you a coach before that epiphany or sort of what was your career before? You made the decision. yeah
0: so yeah. I've been a coach in total for three years two yeah. of which were working for other companies before I left and I've been working a year now for myself so that's three years and then previous to that you know I did work in lots of different roles because I wasn't quite sure especially when I was younger what I wanted to do you know some people have that figured out earlier on you know they're one of the lucky ones but some of us don't have that figured out and have to go through lots of trials and tribulations. So, yeah, lots of moving around, you know, started off working in cemeteries, in bereavement and you know I'll I'll dive into that story in a bit more detail in a minute but yeah I was helping the bereaved families at the beginning of my career pretty much and then you know did a lot of customer facing roles which I loved because I do love helping people and then did sort of more back office roles which didn't light me up because I love that customer facing element and yeah just kind of moved around and then ended up before I sort of got into coaching I ended up in human resources which again I did love but what I found with human resources in my experience is that again being burnt into the ground you know lots of never ending work but not enough bodies on the ground to deliver it so you'd get more and more pressure piled on you Mm -hmm. and then that's when things like the stress and the procrastination would come in because you just feel like you're constantly peddling and getting nowhere you know Mm -hmm. and for somebody that's dealt with procrastination and perfectionism as well I always like to do a good job and I just felt in that industry I could never do the job as good as I wanted to because it was just ridiculous amounts of work you know and my heart today goes off to anybody that is in HR especially when they were working through the COVID period, Mm -hmm. because that just must have been insane. Mm -hmm. You know, all the sort of issues and things they were dealing with at the time there, people being off and stuff. So, yeah, mixed bag of roles over the years. And when I was in HR, what I realised was I didn't particularly like the... What's the word? The more sort of dark side of HR where you're firing people and and that side of it. I loved the sort of human part of it, which was the coaching managers, the coaching employees and trying to bring the best out of people. Mm. And that's when the light bulb moment went off. And I thought, oh, I really want to be a coach. I think that's what I'm meant to be. I think that's my purpose. But it's just interesting that it took me like the best part of 18 years to work that out. (laughs) it's it's took a long time yeah. yeah but I think you know on the plus side it's better late than never isn't it you know I've had to go through all these life lessons give value in different ways learn what is aligned to me and what isn't to then go ah yeah this is me this is where I'm meant to be now mm-hmm. this is what I'm meant to do so better late than never, never Chrissy I think on that one. Yes
1: absolutely <laughs> you know what I'm almost 50 and I'm just going into my dream career now so it's all yeah and same thing lots of different backgrounds and that but I when I look at where I've landed now maybe you feel the same about yours When I look at where I landed now, I can see how everything that I did, even if at the time it didn't make sense, why I had to go through that. I'm like, oh, it all just sort of went, Yep, this, it all led to this. Like it all played a role. All of it gave me some sort of experience. I needed to do what I'm doing now, which is, which is incredible. Maybe you felt the same about you thinking back on your past.
0: I agree. And it's not just about working out what you want to do, it's strengthening your character as well. You know, I've had to go through different things in career like, you know, toxic management, bullying at times, lots of different tough lessons that don't get me wrong, I would have preferred to have avoided. But, you know, people being people, you don't always click. Sometimes people are going to be envious, jealous, whatever their you know drivers are for doing what they do. And yeah, it's it's toughened me up, Chrissy. Yes. Because you know, I am quite soft-centered, I will admit, and I don't think that's ever gonna fully change. But back but back then, you know, probably anything would have made me cry, you know, like if mm. you would have looked at me in the wrong way. Whereas now I am more resilient, I am tougher still with that soft core because that's never going to go away because it's who I am but I needed that I needed to kind of go through that to be able to deal with a lot of the life challenges that we go through so yeah I think it's been positive in a lot of ways now that I look back it's just at the time you don't think it do you? you think oh why me why this why am I going through this and you don't fully realize the bigger picture do you at the time. No, and
1: you really are like a testament to there was some research done recently by Gallup, and they focused on women in corporate roles. And they found that 50% of women, because of stress and burnout and expectations and lack of work life balance and lack of resources, 50% are looking at downshifting their role. So either taking a lower level job with less responsibility. or moving to a different type of career. And then there's 25% of those women are already in the process of leaving their career altogether because they just, and I think that was definitely my story. That's your story, (laughs) like I'm out of here. I am out of here. I'm gonna go lay in Bali on a beach and coach some people and give your best self to people. I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah absolutely Chrissy. and you know when I sort of left my job in HR I I had to like I I was sort of pushed into a position where I had to choose my mental health Mm -hmm. or the career and then that's when I look back on my life and thought No, you know you you need to put yourself first what are you doing like no career no amount of money is worth sacrificing your health for I don't care what anybody says because you only get one life you know and 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 your health and your mental health is worth way more than money I feel you know 100 percent.
1: so I mean and your story is incredible not even just the last couple years but you went from very real experiences in your life that you know, it really created that need to survive, right? There's a different brain that we use where we're in survival mode and then we're in thrive mode. And so you went from that story. Could you maybe go back to the beginning where your story started? How did you notice, you already mentioned procrastination, perfectionism. How did you notice those were playing a role in your life and how are they keeping you in survival brain?
0: So I think if I'm being honest Chrissy. you know procrastination has been present in my life probably as far back as I can remember to being a child it's just I didn't know what that was back then sometimes when you don't know what something is you just think it's who you are you don't realize you know I think part of it was probably a learned behavior as well because my mummy who's passed away now god rest her soul she was a bit of a stressor, a bit of a procrastinator. So, you know, if I saw her worry, I would think that that's something that I had to do. So it was partly a learned behaviour. And my dad was the same as well. He was a bit of a, a stressor and a worrier. So it was a bit, bit of a learned behaviour. But yeah. also it was things that I went through in my life, you know, past relationships, being with narcissists, you know, stuff that have gone through in my life. And it's not just pinpointing it to one person or one event that kind of brought that procrastination and that stress and that worry out and like I said to you before toxic working relationships toxic cultures and stuff so a mishmash of things and you know being a child as well when I got to sort of high school age my mum and dad were deciding to go through a divorce at the time so that was tough as well you know and it was smack bang in the middle of GCSEs and you know I felt like I couldn't concentrate I felt like there was loads of pressure so there was all of that going on through my life and yeah you know I think I think I realized I was procrastinating when I came out of the relationship before I got married after 10 years you know 10 years of spending time with this narcissist where I felt like I lost all control. I felt like I lost my identity. I didn't know who I was anymore. I, you know, at the time in the relationship, he was making all the choices. And I just I just felt like a shadow of my former self. You know, detached myself from family and friends at the time and stuff like that. And it was only when I came out of that and sort of married my now husband and we had conversations about it that, you know, he he and I sort of agreed that, you know, I was in that narcissistic relationship and I was probably procrastinating because, you know, in a narcissistic world, you know, you can never be right, you can never be perfect enough, you know, they want you to change and stuff like that and that's where I think it was spiking and that's when I realised that, yeah you know you was procrastinating a lot because you'd never lived up to their expectations Mm. plus it was something I built up in the past so it was just kind of ingrained in me to stress and worry and procrastinate and sort of in hindsight looking back I think all that time spent worrying and trying to be something and somebody that I'm not you know and it's tiring and it's overwhelming and You know, whilst procrastination can be a natural reaction to life and things, it's so much better when you've got a handle on it, you know what you're doing with it, and you can keep a bit of a lid on it. I'm not sure procrastination ever really truly goes away with it sort of being under the mental health umbrella. But if you can recognize it and become more aware, you can find strategies to deal with it. And I honestly, at the time, just didn't. I just thought I was trapped in my own head. I thought I was the problem. You know, I'd always sort of been that way. You know, it was sort of ingrained in me. And it, it almost was like a light bulb moment. And I was like, no, I need to get to grips with this. I need to control it so I can live the best life possible and feel free you know free if you will and the shackles to come off so yeah that's kind of my story so it's been a bit of a journey over time <laughs> with procrastination um yeah love... and oh, sorry, it's don't... just so free and no I'm just saying it's just so free and when you can recognize it but it took me such a long time to realize you know and that's why I want to help people I want to help people the Are dealing with procrastination, and stress, to be able to get to the root cause of it and deal with it much quicker than it took me. You know, because it's just so, it just impacts you so much when you're dealing with that. Mm -hmm. You know, that withdrawal from people, the blaming yourself, the fear of failure, fear of success, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's kind of what led me to where I am today. Because I just, I just want to help people get away from that. Because I know how difficult it could be. So.
1: I love that you said that procrastination was when you felt overwhelmed and stressed. I think there's a misconception for people that maybe don't have chronic procrastination or issues with brain fog or PTSD, CPTSD, ADHD. I think they think that procrastination looks like, oh, I just don't care. I think they think it's an apathy type of response or like a laziness. And it's actually- Not. It's actually the opposite. It's like we're so overheated, like we're at full capacity mentally and emotionally. Our brains literally cannot because it's so busy trying to keep us running. It, it can't make a clear decision. It can't decide what to do because it's just firing on all cylinders. So it's, again, not a lazy thing, which is funny because that leads to the guilt and the shame and, like, what's wrong with me? It's exactly what you said. But you're right, it's really that stress response, that overwhelmed response. For me, what I learned with my procrastination was when I, and, and it's exactly that, I realized that, oh, I need to rest, My I am overwhelmed. And that is why I am avoiding everything, because the idea of doing one more thing, but I'm not actively resting. So it just sits there and it makes that overwhelm and the guilt and the shame worse. Right. So it's you have to break that cycle. And for me, it was actually taking focused rest or allowing myself time in my schedule to just procrastinate, to just chill, mull things over and relax on purpose. And that really, really made a difference for me. And now I notice it rather than being ashamed, like, oh, I'm putting things off. I say, I am overwhelmed. I need to figure some things out. So I'm going to take some time to figure things out. Um, I don't know if that's what you, you developed a term actually about this called procrast to prosper. And I really want to know what that means. I have a feeling it's similar to what I'm doing, but I want I want to hear what you what you have to say about procrastinate prosper?
0: I think in terms of procrastinate prosper, the the sort of my my sort of theory behind that is, and I said this before, the procrastination doesn't necessarily disappear. You know, it's not like you get a grip on it and that's it never again you know being completely honest it will always be present in my life and I'm sure it'll be present in other people's lives but it's about accepting it accepting who you are that you know our mental health can sometimes be triggered by things in life but it's about coming up with strategies for you so not necessarily something that you know is just you know out of a box or works for somebody else but something something that works for you mm-hmm. that can help you navigate that journey and that's what i see as prosperous because if you can can get that control and that right strategy and don't get me wrong it might be that different strategies work at different times depending on what's going on but it's ultimately having that awareness having that control that can help you prosper, because that's the main thing with any mental health condition, right? It's that control and that awareness, and that's what can help you prosper. So that's what my view is on the, you know, procrastinate mate. Procrastinate. Oh, let start again. Yeah, procrastinate to prosper. Um, <laughs> bit of a mouthful. Um, it, it's that okay. control piece and that awareness to kind of shift you from the mindset that you're currently in to one that's a bit more freeing, where you're in control. So, yeah, yeah that's my view on it. But I do agree with you, Chrissy, about sometimes myself. You know, like I say, procrastination still comes out sometimes. But I notice if I've not had optimum sleep or I'm a bit groggy and something happens stress wise, I'm more likely to procrastinate then because I feel like when you've got that brain fog and that tiredness, you can't think rationally. You just, your brain's all over the place and you don't make the best decisions, do you? Mm -hmm. So this is where having optimal sleep and those periods of respite can really help you you know, so I do notice that I, I think I had a period the other day in the airport where I was tired after long journey and things that you wouldn't normally stress over, you stress over because you just, you're just tired, aren't you? You know?
1: <laughs> yes, I snapped at my kids for something really dumb the other day. I can't remember what it was. I think they were just in the kitchen the same time as me while I was trying to cook. It was something really small. And I snapped yeah. and my son said, Mom, why are you so pressed? And I was like, well that's a new slang term but you're right sorry buddy like I I'm gonna go to time out now
0: (laughs) I love that about kids that they're so matter of fact and so honest but sometimes you need that like it's almost like your child is almost coaching you then to get out of your own head (laughs) I have said that a few times Hey, I'm the parent here but
1: yeah it's, it's just the way it is it's fine I um, isn't it amazing too how even just the focus on yourself from being ashamed or upset with yourself for having this tendency or this trait, changing it to love and empathy for yourself and finding ways to make it work in your favor, isn't it amazing? Like just that shift of it's not even like behavior really changes, but just the shift of the of our focus and going from negative to positive ourselves. Like that is that is such a a a tool, I, I think people underestimate how valuable that is in getting to grips with how we want our life to be is often just that
0: mindset shift, right? It is. And that's what I like to help clients with, you know, I've, I've noticed that for me, the main things that help me get away from procrastination, like I say, is that recognising and accepting it and getting to that root cause first and foremost, which took me a long time, as I told you. And it's also for me and for some of my clients, that a confidence piece. Yes. You know, when you're dealing with Procrastination and stress, you sometimes lack confidence and you kind of withdraw into yourself. And it's almost like this round robin of procrastinate, low confidence, rinse and repeat. Mm. So trying to help people find ways to build their confidence and feel in a better place. And then also helping people sort of work out their values where do they want to be where do they want to go you know why are they here because if they know that if they know the values of why they're here and what they want from life they can then go okay well actually I need to get out of my head I need to get a handle on this procrastination because this is not where I want to be I don't want to be here forever I've got bigger aspirations and bigger goals and I think it is just that awareness piece and that sort of willingness and that confidence to step away from the fear and to step into where they're supposed to be and who they're supposed to be you know so he's he's trying to empower them to go yeah, I'm here, you know, I've got your hand, I've been through similar, you know, let's get you to where you want to be, you know, and let's make it super clear in terms of what you want to do. So yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what I help people with become more confident, become more empowered, you know, get to the root cause of the procrastination and start taking action on goals. And, you know, sometimes people just need that helping hand and that accountability. And I know back when I was sort of in my height of procrastination and, It would have just been nice to have somebody that had been through similar that could go, I understand you, I've got you, you know, I'll take your hand and I'll go on this journey with you and I'll help you get over all the hurdles that you're going through, you know, and I didn't necessarily have that back then, you know, coaching's been prevalent for years, but it was the likes of Tony Robbins. and and people like that you know whereas coaching is becoming more recognized now it's becoming more popular you know people are seeing the benefits in it so you you just didn't necessarily have the demand as much back then you know Mm
1: -hmm. no no and I it's funny uh, well the confidence stuff it's almost like when we have low confidence we take everything as evidence towards our unworthiness right like oh that's just more proof that i am a failure when really it should be the other way around everything we should do should be evidence that hey i'm i'm pretty okay i'm doing all right and i love what you said about you know someone supporting and that i do love coaching and one of the reasons i got into coaching was someone a long time ago when my self-esteem was so low due to um abusive relationship and those types of things and i was gonna try to go I was I was on my way to changing my life and someone uh, a coach a mentor wonderful person said to me this changed my life forever the way they said it they just said I can tell you don't have the confidence to believe in yourself right now so you're just gonna need to use my belief in you until you can believe in yourself all by yourself and that was amazing. Just, just those words and just that level of support. And that's, that's why I really think coaching is amazing. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Um absolutely chrissy and don't get me wrong you know i did have a, a support network around yes. me but like i say you know mum was a procrastinator and a warrior yes. so she would worry about the what-ifs before they've even happened and <laughs> if i made decisions even through adulthood and even when i got to travel in the world are you sure you're gonna be safe are you sure you're gonna be all right and yes. don't get me wrong that's all natural and you know normal sort of mother hen protection but sometimes you've got to step out into that unknown to grow mm-hmm. you know sometimes you reach a breaking point or whatever it is you know a, a crossroads and you've just got to take that leap you know and that's you know j- if I say anything to your audience it's just take that leap you know that leap of faith because yes it could go wrong it could go right it could go a multitude of ways but unless you take that leap you're never gonna know and you're just gonna stay as you are and if you don't want to stay as you are you've got to take that leap to the next level haven't you it's the the way to stretch you know And some people might say oh you're gonna be safe you're gonna be all right but just go with your gut go with your instinct and follow your dreams you know because we get one life at the end of the day yes so how did
1: you get to a place where you had the courage to take that leap to go on that new path and why did you decide that travel was going to be the new path how was that going to be your leap of faith
0: So I've always loved traveling, you know, um, as soon as I could travel, you know, as soon as I got to the age where I was earning money, you know, used to pay for me and my mum to go on holidays and things like that. And she was never big, a big fan of flying. So we used to do like cruises sometimes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So as far as I can remember, I've always loved travel. I've always loved the excitement of experiencing new cultures. And I think it adds a lot you know, to a person, you know, in terms of growth, just for me anyway. And so it does go way back. And, you know, I just remember when I was really young, you know, my mum and dad didn't have a huge amount of money. So we would go on trips, but it'd be like, you know, Blackpool, like the local beach and, you know, we never got out of the UK. It was always local. And yeah, it was just that burning desire, you know, what else is out there in the world, you know, I want to see what's out there, I want to experience it. So it was that burning desire. And in terms of what made me take the lead, you know, we, we had the COVID situation, like I say, you know, Years of being confined to the indoors, you know, going stir crazy, and it was a lot of time to think and reflect. And I've always been a big reflector anyway, but I was certainly pushed into that reflection mode because, you know, your thoughts run away with you sometimes. And when you've not got an awful lot more to do than watch TV or go supermarket, you know, you can sometimes think. So a lot of thinking time. And I was just thinking, you know, what do I want? You know, why am I here? And that really deep sort of like reflection of what is my higher purpose? What do I want? Where do I want to be in 10 years time, etc. And, you know, with conversations with my husband, they established he wanted similar, which was good, you know, just to kind of get out there and live life. And, you know, the original plan when things started to lift slowly with COVID was we were going to save for a bit, you know, we were going to save money. And when we had enough, we were going to go traveling. And then things started to go wrong, Chrissy, in terms of just things in life, you know, like my husband lost his job. I was in a position where I had to leave my job because I wasn't happy. And it was like the universe was giving me all these signs, small, subtle signs that were leading up to god i'm not happy right now like this is just driving me crazy like you're losing your job and i'm not happy in my job we've not got this stability and i don't think there's ever stability in jobs anyway but just all these signs from the universe and i'm like do you know what we've just got to do it like why are we waiting until we've got enough money like what is enough money anyway will you ever have enough money and we're just like, you know what, let's just go. Let's just throw caution to the wind. Let's sell the house and let's just go for it. And that was really weird for me, coming from this life of perfectionism mm-hmm. and procrastination where you feel you're going to have it all figured out. But that, for me, was probably a break, another breaking point. It was a case of if I stay here and I don't do something, is my mental health going to suffer again? Yes. Like, just go. So, yeah, I told my mum and my mum sort of had all these reservations and I was like, mum, I laid it down to was like, mum, I'm not happy right now. I need to go and find happiness. I need to take this time how, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Like, I have to come back, you know, mm-hmm. just I just need to go, do it. And what was interesting is before she passed away, she passed away last year. It was almost like she, even my mum had gone into that acceptance mode. She's like, she could see I was happy. I was living my best life, having all these different adventures, sending her all these pictures and things. And it was like even she'd accepted, you know what, actually, this. I wish I was out there with you. This seems fun. This seems energetic. This seems like living, you know, just like taking each day as it comes, you know, dealing with the highs and the lows as they occur. And just getting away from that sort of day-to-day life, you know, where, you know, yes you work and you have a house and all those things are nice but if it's not aligned to what you want and who you are then it doesn't serve much purpose than that does it you know it's about do you want all of these things in your life and is it adding any value so yeah it, it was an interesting journey and yeah just 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 looking back it still feels like a dream now Chrissy like (laughs) I wake up every day and I'm like wow like you know because I visualized all this I spent a lot of time during Covid with vision boards and writing down what I wanted this travel journey to be like you know watching lots of YouTube videos and just making it almost real and that's what I think kept me going in, in terms of making this a reality. Is just visualizing it beyond belief and just bringing it into my existence. You know, I think there's something to be said about visualization. Like if you want something enough and you get it in your mind's eye, know, it spurs you on to keep going, doesn't it? You know, yeah. that's the driving force. Yes.
1: What has been like a real defining moment over this last year? Like when you think about your vision board and One experience, when were you like, oh my goodness, this is my vision. Like, do you you have one of those experiences from this last year? Like, were you just, wow, that just matches so perfectly right here. I've made it.
0: Well, for some reason, I don't quite know why, but when I was watching a lot of YouTube videos, it was mainly of Thailand, probably because it just kept cropping up all the time in Mm -hmm. my feed. And there are some amazing beaches, I believe, in Thailand, and that's going to be on my list soon after Malaysia, but it was mainly Thailand that was cropping up. The sort of aha moment that sort of seemed uh, similar was when I got to the Philippines and I was in Puerto Galera and I was snorkeling and, you know, Philippines has some of the best waters in the world. Like even without getting in the water, if you sat on the boat, you can see all the way through the water. It's like super clear. And that sort of reminded me of that visualization, this crystal clear tropical waters. It's almost like out of a dream, you know, and I was sat on the boat, like in between snorkeling and I was like, my god is this real like it feels so surreal like it's just insane and that's probably the closest to that visualization i was like oh my god this is just amazing so and i'm sure i'll have that feeling again when i do eventually get to thailand (laughs) because that'll be like the true visualization you know
1: yeah so So where's next after malaysia is thailand next or what's after
0: bali (laughs) Uh, so after Bali is Malaysia, uh, we're trying to sort of navigate it around the rainy seasons because, mm-hmm. yeah, you obviously. know, in Asia, you've got certain places that are rainy and certain places that are not. So we was in the Philippines, but they're sort of in their rainy, rainy season now. So we had a good two months where it was glorious, but the weather's become more unpredictable there. So it makes it difficult to like go on boat trips and plan. So we left there and we thought one day we'll go back and Bali's got probably another month or so before they hit there. Somewhere for thirty days, and then Malaysia will be dry season. So we're trying to navigate around that as best as we can. I don't think it's going to be avoidable all the time. You know, we're going to hit rainy season at some point somewhere. But I'd still take it over my past life. You know, I'd I'd take it any day over. Um, Yeah, possibly Thailand used to rain. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, possibly Thailand after Malaysia because it's sort of in that vicinity. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So, and then we've not planned any further than that. It's just a case of maybe don't plan too much because things don't always get a plan. I tried that when we first started. I was planning several steps ahead. And again, that's the perfectionism side of me. Mm-hmm. You know, let's that's plan so easy, six yeah. months ahead or something. But then you'd find that sometimes you go to places and it doesn't quite live up to what you imagined. And you think, oh, I'm tired in it now. So it's better to not plan too far. Maybe just plan like a month or two in advance and just leave it at that and see where things take you you mm-hmm. know
1: That's amazing uh, and where can people find you and connect with you and see all your adventures
0: okay so there's a couple of different ways but the first protocol is if they head to my website which is the wanderingcoach.co.uk and yeah. um, there is a section in there which says our, tra- our travel adventures there's a blog on there you know with some google links if people want to see exactly where we've been you know and sort of follow the trip and the itinerary that we took and then also we've got a youtube on there where people can see videos and see what we've been up to and obviously on the wandering coach website as well if anybody wants any free resources you know to help with procrastination or confidence there's tons of stuff on there and I try and add stuff as often as I can you know to motivate and inspire others so yeah that's the first port of call but it'd be great if people can hop on and see what I'm getting up to and ask me any questions as well you know I'm happy to to share.
1: That's awesome thank you I'll make sure that's all in the show notes as well and is there any last words you'd love to share with our audience?
0: I would say just to kind of touch on what I said before, you know, don't don't stay in that circle of fear. You know, take that link because it'll just be so free and when you do. And, you know, if you need sort of that help in hand or you just want to chat, I'm always happy to, to listen, you know. So do reach out to me and I'll I'll give you some support and some wisdom, you know, to help you on your way. But yeah, it's been great to chat to you, Chrissy. Do mm-hmm. appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure and I love what you just said there someone another wise person said to me once, when I was afraid about doing something they said what would you do if you weren't afraid well, of course I would do that. Well, that's what you're going to do then, right?
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, step out of that fear and, and do what, you know, do, just do something different that you haven't tried before. Don't keep doing the same things because you'll get the same results, you know? Absolutely.
1: Thank you again for sharing, Katie. I'm really excited to stay in touch. We just really appreciate you being on the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Chrissy.
1: Thank you so much, Katie. I so appreciate you and your openness and just really excited to see where your adventures take you. And maybe I'll see you on a beach one day. You never know. I, I want to remind everybody too that if you want to take a little trip, I have coming up in October, from October 20th to the 22nd, a woman's retreat called Pause. And I think women especially, but everybody out there who's really busy or multitasking or trying to juggle a lot of things in their lives, sometimes feel guilty about taking a rest so i've created this experience where it's a little bit of personal work, but a whole lot of rest and an amazing amount of fun with other amazing, beautiful, smart, talented, successful women. Uh, You don't have to technically be in business to be at that retreat. You can just be a human who leads little kids or who leads their household, or it does not matter. But if you are a woman that sometimes feels a little stressy, depressy, overwhelmed, you are welcome to join us. It is uh, you can either book a double room and we can find a roommate for you or you can book a friend with you. Uh, or You can have a single occupancy and we've tried to make it as easy as possible. So uh, it is all in for food, accommodations and all the workshops and events that we're doing throughout the retreat. There's also going to be goodie bags and some giveaways. And I've also arranged to have a photographer there. So if anybody wants some professional photos done. Uh, Of themselves for their own work or for their own personal branding or anything like that um, that is also going to be available now registration is coming up to a deadline September 15th is the very last day you can register you can pay a deposit with the final balance due at the end of September Um, and honestly if it speaks to you And you're not sure once you look at the website, if you can afford it, then definitely just talk to me because maybe we can make some options uh, or accommodations somehow, because I really just believe in this event so much. I really want it to happen. And I really want uh, the people that need to be there to be there, whichever way we can make that happen. So make sure you check out ignitepurposeco slash pause for more information on how to register how the weekend's going to work and we just cannot wait cannot wait to see you out in the beautiful white shell at the Pinewood Lodge in October.